Turing, we used to work together then. I'm afraid these men would only slow me down. Popular at school, were you? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Retrospectives. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Matt Garingo. That's me. We are talking about failed blockbusters in today's episode. And today's failed blockbuster is Colin Trevorrow's The Book of Henry. A 2017 American drama thriller written by Greg Hurwitz, starring Naomi Watts, Jaden Martell, Jacob Tremblay. It's really Sarah Silverman. People in the future are going to be slapping themselves silly why Book of Henry didn't gross $300 million at the box office. No, no. Just kidding. We're, we're not talking about Book of Henry today. We will be talking about Book of Henry in the future. But first, we, we have to explain our new show where we're talking about failed awards contenders hey <laughs> matt this was your idea yes it was why um i don't fucking know <laughs> i think i wanted an excuse what? to talk about other types of movies yeah and because it's technically award season when we're recording these and uploading these that's right we're, we're fucking we're just going for it and, and we're here to talk about the imitation game yeah, which is maybe the single most boring film we've ever talked yeah, about. Yeah, here's something. Um, so, <laughs> we, uh, we, we we started talking about this. I think like as soon as we finished recording Scream 4, we started like talking about what the plan was going to be. And we, we were like throwing movies out there to do. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you threw out Imitation Game. Yeah. And then I immediately went like, yeah, let's do Imitation Game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rewatched Imitation Game. And I have no idea why I thought this would be a good idea. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. The Imitation Game is a lot of nothing. Um, like, this isn't a hot take. Like, no one even remembers this movie. It's about a very important man in human history. Um, like, someone people would call a genuine, like, war hero who was treated like garbage by... Uh, the country they basically saved. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of, like, historical bullshit we could, like, kind of parse out through here. But the movie itself, as the movie itself, it is, like, completely unmemorable, yada, yada. And I think that's why it's it's the perfect one to talk about first, because we can also talk about why we're doing this, what other failed awards contenders we could bring up but, like, not really touch on. Because, like, we had other ideas for movies we want to talk about. I kind of wanted to talk about... Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, and then we were like, hang on. <laughs> Neither of us could really talk about what it's like being black in America. So we should probably avoid movie subjects like that because they're way smarter people with more knowledgeable uh, matters on that subject who could kind of like take those conversations somewhere more interesting than us, right? Um, Imitation Game, I feel comfortable saying that no one really has anything to say about this movie ever. Yeah, it's like, I don't even have, like, strong negative feelings about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have, like, notes on it. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not a movie that I, like, I I think is worth, like, vitriol. Yeah, I went, like, like digging for so because there's definitely stuff we could talk about with, like, historical accuracies and, like, how they portray Alan Turing and all that stuff. But, like, it's not even worth it. Like, it's... Did you, uh, like, 
is, have you ever watched a movie where you watched it and felt like you didn't watch anything? Yeah. Like. That's exactly what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, and it's just like, the amount of times they just cut back to, like, it's the same fucking shot every time they're in the code breaking room. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the, the temperature is no different. There's no different vibe, but, like, there's just different information being passed hands. And, like, am I supposed to feel the same? Like, how am I supposed to feel about the fact that, like, oh, this guy's brother might die if we don't report this code versus the scene where Alan Turing, like, won't go get a sandwich with the boys? Yeah. Like, those scenes have the same energy. (laughs) And every scene's like that in the movie. Every meeting with Charles Dance is exactly the same. Well, in the first scene with Charles Dance, he might like him. And the other scenes, he doesn't. Yeah, you know. That's the difference. Yeah, you could tell he might have liked him in that first scene. Charles (laughs) Dance really exudes friendliness in this. (laughs) Well, you know what is interesting about this movie is that the casting, like, all, the cast is killer, and all of these people are coming off of, like, real hot streaks, except for, um, oh, fuck, I, I totally didn't even, like, write her name down just because I assumed I would remember Kara it. Kara Knightley? Uh, <laughs> Kara Knightley, yes, thank you. <laughs> I was going to be like, do you mean someone else? And I'm like, there's only one fucking female character in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, um, And only because, like, she just hasn't really been able to find, like, roles. Because Hollywood fucking sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. Like she's she's good, she's really good constantly in everything she's in, and Hollywood just sucks. Um, it says here, but everyone uh, else, like just to, just so we can say, it, she took she deliberately took a break from acting in two thousand six for mental health reasons. So, uh, yeah. So she's you know she's been going through it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we talked about like Hayden Panettiere in the last episode 36? too. Thirty six, holy shit! Yeah, I assume and she's it's like a lot older than that. Like I did too. Not even, she like, started really young. Not even saying that. Yeah, I, I always forget how fucking young she was when she started. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's that actually kind of threw me for a loop for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, remember she was Domino. Yeah, so like, I, I hope. <laughs> I, I, I hope Fuck she, she's okay. I hope she's doing okay. She was Domino. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she was Domino. She, she she was Domino Harvey in Tony Scott's Masterpiece. God, didn't that mean she was fucking 20 years old when she made Domino? Fuck. That's, that's crazy. insane to me. Jesus Christ. That's, uh... It's not even like... I'm not, like, shocked. I'm like, wow, she looks old. Like, she definitely looks young. Like... I just, I'm like, wow, she's been good, like, since she was that young. Mm-hmm. And she got fucking shuffled off to be in this shit. <laughs> yeah, and I would say she's still, like, really good in this, especially because this is, like, I mean, it's a generic biopic. You know exactly what you're going to get when you watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. There are scenes where people are just, like, they're talking about what they're supposed to be feeling to the audience instead of actually showing you. The um, the female lead in a biopic always has to be like there for the woeful, hurt, like mourn, like male lead performance, mm-hmm. and they have to be there to support them, uh, because their struggles are not nearly as important as the great men in the central roles, yeah. right? Um, but I want to, sh- I think it's interesting that this one's got like Benedict Cumberbatch. Right off of like Sherlock, yeah. This is like peak and the Sherlock. Stuff. Like, yeah, this is peak Benedict Cumberbatch before Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So it's peak uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Dance, 
Charles Dance also coming off of Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's killed off in this season of Game of Thrones. All right. When this aired, so. Uh, Mark Strong, who's just, like, always great and, like, an always in supporting roles for some reason. Yeah. Uh, also, th- this is, like, half the cast of fucking um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yes, a better fucking movie. And one we probably yeah, should have done movie. instead. <laughs> Uh, oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> I am probably just going to use this as an excuse to talk about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, go ahead. It's a great there's movie. a lot of parallels, but uh, before we get to that, how do we feel about Sherlock in the year uh, 2022? Um, I sure enjoyed it when it aired and I didn't watch past season three. That makes... I, I think I, I probably... Yeah, I don't think I watched... I think I started doing the same thing I started doing with Doctor Who, where I just waited until the season was over, and then if people would be like, well, I'm like, what are the good episodes? And then I watched them, and there's usually like three episodes a season, and like there's usually at least one per season that was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, feels like Sherlock did like a weird arc where like everyone loved it, and then everyone hated it. <laughs> and I wonder if now we can get to a point where we can kind of like go like. Look at it, look back on it, and figure out what was good about it and what was bad about it. Yeah, I mean, like, at its best, it was, like, really entertaining to watch, and the cast is, like, doing, like, ridiculously entertaining work. Yeah. Um, I would say Benedict Cumberbatch's performance in Sherlock is significantly better than it is here, and I'm a, I'm a Cumberbatch fan. I think we all hated him for a while, too. Or not, like, not all of us, but, like... A lot of people kind of turn on him because of the Sherlock stuff, yeah. and well, also because the of fan casting for Doctor Strange, he was like number one fan casting choice, yeah. and then he got cast, and it's like yeah, he's not like a bad Doctor Strange. It's just like that's a very obvious choice, it's a very obvious you know. Choice if Oscar Isaac didn't exist, <laughs> if Oscar Isaac didn't exist, um, who is now Moon Knight, yeah. we will see how that turns out. You know, it's um, weird. It's like Oscar Isaac's like X number of years ago, like 2014, would have been the better choice for Doctor Strange. <laughs> But Oscar Isaacs now is kind of the better choice for Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's funny how that works out. Yeah, hey. Um, but Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, is like a good actor. And unfortunately, I think around this time, he was kind of like typecast as like a uh, neurotic genius. Yeah. Of uh, probably uh, on, the, on the spectrum performances that are maybe not great keys to a great actor mm-hmm. you know no they're not great uh trademarks to have as an actor that that maybe when is does is profiting off these roles when does the fifth estate come out a year before this okay because that's another kind of similar the uh for people who don't know the fifth estate is the cia funded movie about WikiLeaks. oh is that real yes oh i didn't know that yes I mean, you know, CIA... I knew it was about WikiLeaks. I didn't know it was CIA-funded. CIA-funded in the way that, like, all our big blockbusters are kind of CIA-funded. But oh, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of really weird pointed stuff in the Fifth Estate. And, I, look, I'm not saying this is, like, a fucking... A, a, a making a big point about fucking Julian Assange. But, like, that's a movie that includes, like, weird facts that, like, aren't really provable. Like, you know Julian Assange dyes his hair white? Which is, like, such a non-thing, and it's like, yeah, that's propaganda. Like, you would only include that in the movie if it was propaganda. Um, yeah, so that was a weird movie. Um, 
Oh, Bill Condon directed that? Mm-hmm. Shit. So there's a WikiLeaks movie that looks like a Twilight movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know what? Should I talk about the director of this then? Too? Why not? Morton Tildum, uh, the director of the Imitation. I'm sure that's game. how you say what? that. Ty- sure. <laughs> uh, he he also directed Passengers, the 2016. Joss Whedon's film favorite Chris movie. Pratt. What was that? Joss Whedon's favorite movie. <laughs> oh. Do you remember? Probably. You, no, no. Do you remember, like, in the middle of the discourse, because, like, the plot had kind of leaked about Passengers, right? Like, mm-hmm. people knew what it was about. And uh, everyone was, like, it was, like, a big discourse. It's, like, 2016, so this is, like, peak movie discourse time. Because, <laughs> um, like, we don't have any real problems yet. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and everyone was, like, this movie's fucking insane. And then there was a lot of debate of, like, is there a good version of this story, you know? Which I, I, I think the argument I would have with Passengers is that there's, like, a good version of that script, and then someone, like, insanely decided to change it into, like, a kind of romantic film. Yeah, it's like yeah. Supposed... Like, it's clearly supposed to be a psychological drama. Yeah. And, like, someone bafflingly switched it. And, like, in the middle of the discourse, like, Joss Whedon tweeted, like, hey, I just saw Passengers, probably my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> And that was one of those like Jasmine moments where it's like, there's there might be something up with this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss that. Um, but wow. Says a wow. lot about a fella. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um all right, Morton Tildum. Uh Morton Downey Jr. Imi- <laughs> Passengers is a bad film. The imitation game is like bad, but not like offensively bad like passengers. Have you ever heard of a movie called Headhunters? I have seen Headhunters. I think it's it's really good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. At least from what I remember. I like what happened to that guy? Um like you know like, again, it's not like a, a fucking runaway hit, like it's not like a slam dunk, but like it's a tight little crime thriller, you know? Yeah. And The Imitation Game uh, I gotta give it credit because I assume this is gonna be like one of those prestige pictures that costs like fifty to a hundred million dollars, and you're just like, where the fuck did that money go? <laughs> no, it was made for fourteen million dollars. Yeah, and shot on film, which is, that's not a positive or negative, but just the fact that they did all this what a, waste. Such a small budget. What a waste! I'm like, <laughs> you say what a waste? For film stock. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but like, I, I'm just like thumbs up for like not making it look like complete dog shit. Like it's it's the lowest possible bar. Yeah, it doesn't look like dog the shit, but absolute it looks lowest bar. It looks as boring as fucking humanly possible. No, it looks like a BBC drama, but like I just assume like with everything now, it's like they would the never is crazy overblown. They would never give a movie with a gay leading protagonist a fifty million dollar budget. You're fucking. That's right, what happened. Yeah. This movie was this fucking shocking hit. Like it, it's fourteen million made over two hundred million dollars and was nominated for Oscars. Um, yeah, winning honor the man honor the film do you remember that um oh god oh shit uh, that was the big awards push for it there were posters like around hollywood where it was like honor the man honor the film and it's like that was gross yeah that was fucking gross yeah. but it says, and it i'll says, say like i i personally like I, i'm not i'm not a gay man i'm i'm a cis mexican man but like i didn't find the film like openly repulsive 
like again, it's just like a generically bad movie. Yeah. But once that shit started rolling out, that's when like everyone turned. Well, it on says it. everything you need to know about Hollywood, which is yeah. it's like they didn't give this movie a budget. <laughs> you know, it got fourteen million. Mm-hmm. Make the fucking movie, and then when it was a surprise hit, then suddenly it was like, you know, not supporting this movie is actually a crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like motherfucker, you gave this movie fourteen million dollars. <laughs> Like, clearly no one believed in this. You were just shocked when it ended up being good in terms of, like, audience appeal. And the reason yeah, why it I... appealed to audiences is because this is a perfect movie about a gay person for people who don't know gay people in their personal life. Yep. That's exactly Because all gay people for that target audience, all, they all act like Mr. Spock. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what it is. And Benedict Cumberbatch just fought Spock the year before. Hey, remember that fucking movie? Yeah. Do people defend that movie? Yeah. Are there people out there who need to be sent to prison? (laughs) (laughs) No. There's good stuff in that movie. It just, like, completely falls apart. Yeah, no, there aren't. There's not good stuff in that movie. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Like, that's that's, that's one of those where, like, you could have the greatest action scene in cinema history, and if you kneecap your film that much, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Let's see who gave um, it the highest rating of the people I follow. Oh, it looks like it was Diego Crespo who gave it three and a half <laughs> that's stars. That's not true. That's not true. It is. Wait, what? You gave it three and There's a half no stars. There's no way I gave it the highest rating. Of the people I follow, you gave it the highest rating. That's actually unfortunate, yeah. Because everyone else is that's like... on me. Everyone else is too fucking nice, too. I was too fucking nice. I gave it two stars. That's way too fucking nice for that movie. But it's like two stars, two and a half, two and a half, two stars, two stars, two and a half, two stars, two stars, two and a half, two stars. Like, that seems to be everyone. No, it's like three, three and a half can stars, I, yeah. Can I read uh, the opening line to your review? Sure. I am so this is from like 2016, right? I, uh, I don't know. Let me check what year it was. It better fucking be. Yeah, 2016. Okay. So this is Diego with still some hope for the future. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe how little this holds up on every with every viewing. You spelled the emphasis of "can't" was for "con." Yeah. Did, did you get it? Generally good, great material in the first half. Oh, what was that good, or generally good, or great material in the first half? Would you mind explaining? I think the action direction's still really good. Yeah, would you mind explaining uh, the other material besides that? No, it's really just the direction. Yeah. Oh, we, know, we all know how J.J. Abrams is a fucking great director. That's pretty much something we can all agree on right now. <laughs> Never been a more controversial time to make that statement. <laughs> You know, I was, I was talking about, we were talking about how, like, it's shocking that J.J. Abrams made the same mistake twice, where he did Into Darkness and Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And then we forget, he actually did it three times, because he produced the Cloverfield Paradox. Fuck. Which is a third film that attempts to tie up two completely disconnected movies. That's fucking right. There's a guy... Now there's a guy. <laughs> All right, well, here's some other stuff uh, I have down about the imitation game. 
It's it's you already know what it is. It it's just the most generic movie. If you've seen a generic biopic, you know exactly like what mm-hmm. what is in store for you here. Um, there's quick montages of like the interesting work the characters are supposed to be doing, and then the characters will tell the audience what's occurred between those scenes, and then that's it. And it's like that's informing you yeah. of like okay, we're telling you like what you need to see because we're not showing you what you need to see. Um, How about the scene I, in it where the football team is like, if he quits, then we quit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because it's suddenly a fucking sports movie. <laughs> like, that's that's what cracking the Enigma code was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was I was giving a props for like you know what for fourteen million dollars it actually looks like pretty good. It's still it's shot generically. Make make no mistake, yeah. but like you can see like the costuming and like the sets and stuff like that. I'm like no, this is like well put together. It just looks so fucking boring. Um, this the quick snippets of CGI. Are atrocious. Oh yeah, that's the one thing that's like, oh yeah, this was really. Cheap. Yeah, and it's it's what's weird about that too is like again, you can give them some some like you can let it slide a little bit because it is a fourteen million dollar budget. You didn't need any of those scenes that actually had CGI in them. Yeah, like all those scenes could have been cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they they add nothing. But to some that. idiot you was like spent that time coming up with like more inventive ways of showcasing the actual work because yeah. like the script is like really not good. Like it's just like. Mm-hmm generic wikipedia shit yeah right um could have could have spruced up the visual direction with that extra money yeah, in time maybe could have like found an interesting way to construct your film if it's about code breaking like kind of make the mm-hmm. movie feel like it's about code breaking a little bit yeah. instead of a bunch of people just sitting around a fucking office all day uh should also mention that uh a lot of the historical inaccuracies. There's a whole section yeah, in like, Wikipedia I, like, that's about historical inaccuracies, and it's longer than the description of the film, yeah, which is always a good it's sign. It's probably not even worth going into, but, like... Because I think even a fucking dolt could watch this and be like, this isn't how it happened in real life, without any knowledge about World War II. Like, you could just <laughs> tell watching it that it did not play out this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And there's some stuff in the historical inaccuracies where it's like... This didn't happen on this date, which I always hate that kind of historical inaccuracy stuff. But there is a lot of in it where it's like, Alan Turing actually had, like, friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's the part that got, like, a, a lot of backlash. And I would say rightfully so, because, like, this is a dude whose country, like, betrayed him after, like, he basically saved them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what? I, I don't know, like, all the ins and outs and details. Like, maybe Turing was not a great person, but mm-hmm. by certain accounts, he was because he had friends and had a social life and his social awkwardness and things was uh did not but really how are like we gonna know on him as an adult how are we gonna know he's a computer genius if he doesn't just sit around all day going i don't want to hang out with you guys i want to work on my machine that's how genius works right <sighs> it's this disgusting like i mean this is how joss Whedon got away with it for so long you know mm-hmm. it is like this idea that like oh the 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 tortured artist has to be like this, this isolated genius and you can't understand their brilliance. That's the only way like the greatest human minds of our time can operate. And that's just so not true. You know what? Martin Scorsese is technically one of the greatest human minds of our time Mm -hmm. and everyone loves him. (laughs) Yeah. Except for his ex wives. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not perfect. No, here's what I would want to, there's something that I just find baffling about, like, the tortured, isolated genius narrative. Um, like, 
wouldn't people like wouldn't it be more interesting to be like have a guy who's like trying to connect with people but like struggling to do it you know mm-hmm. like this movie is like not only is he like alone in life but he's choosing to be alone so it's not really and it's and he's doing it for a good cause so it's actually not that big of a problem <laughs> <laughs> like that's not interesting you know it's like there's a fucking like TV movie it's called uh Einstein and the other guy. Who's the other guy? (laughs) 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 I just imagined this poster. Einstein and the other guy. Einstein and Eddington. (laughs) Which is about the general theory of relativity and shit like that, you know? It's like a TV movie. It's not, like, amazing. (laughs) Um it would be a great title, though. You're all right. Yeah, that, was, that was amazing. David Tennant plays Eddington. Andy Serkis plays Einstein. Um, it's a fun little movie, but like, there's a whole sequence in it where it's like, they do the kind of torture genius thing where, with Einstein, where he's like trying to have a good evening with his wife, and he's like getting along, and then like suddenly he kind of realizes something, and then like he just completely shifts and like he goes like he's like oh I, like he starts ignoring his wife again because Einstein famously uh, wasn't the best to his wife, mm-hmm. and it's like that's you know that's like a very basic way to do it but it's still like a more kind of like oh he you know it wasn't like he was trying to be an asshole you know he he was just he like didn't know how to balance these things and like Imitation Game doesn't really have anything to say about like his weird attitude you know. Like, there's also a lot of debate about whether or not, like, the real Alan Turing did have, like, Asperger's Syndrome. Like, because that wasn't something that got diagnosed as much back then. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's, uh, it, it feels like another weird way to be like, like, all gay people are weird computer people. And so, if I don't get along with them, <laughs> that's actually okay. I shouldn't have laughed at that. I'm hey, no. <laughs> I'm saying it's like, I feel like it, it gives people an excuse to be like, oh, the reason I don't have any gay friends is because they're all weirdos. And yeah, you know, if I probably got to know them, I would get along with them. But like, I don't have time for that. So it's okay that I don't actually know gay people. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to vote for Trump in two years. Uh, no. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a very unthreatening gay narrative. And then you can be like, oh, how badly the British treated this gay man. And it's like, hey, let's look at American history. Yeah, let's not do that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he got a royal pardon in, uh, like, 2013 or something. Yeah, a year before this movie came out. Yeah. I wonder if that had anything to do with the production of this yeah. film. That's kind of like the Pope, like, giving Galileo a pass in, like, 92. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Admitting Galileo was right about the earth going around the sun in 1992 i mean mean, it's so fucking true like because you know when you're when you're like a kid like in middle school like fourth grade fifth grade whatever Mm -hmm. even younger maybe i just remember you know like kind of revering the military like wow heroes right Mm -hmm. these are the people that are fighting for our freedom because you hear that and you don't I don't think about, like, any consequences of that, mm-hmm. what that means for the people abroad or anything like that, right? And then I just remember talking to my mom about that, I think. It was my mom or, like, a, a, another relative. And I was like, oh, you know, like, the people that die, they still, um, they're awarded, like, medals of honor for, the, and their family get awarded that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just remember them being like, 
yeah, but I bet they'd prefer having their family members around. And then from that point on, <laughs> the rest of my life, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no shit. Like, that doesn't... These these awards and these these passes don't mean anything if the person's, like, dead. And, you know, you just... At, at a certain point, it, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Well, do you remember... All, all these, these logistics are bullshit. It's just offensive. Do you remember, like, after 9-11, there was just, like, people like, why is Al-Qaeda attacking us? And, like, the common thing that, like, educated people would say was, like, they hate our freedom. Do you remember that was, like, a talking point? Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> also, you would be shocked. Uh, the amount of people I have talked to in the past year who are shocked at the number of democracies that actually exist in the world right now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was like, what, someone was going to me, what kind of government does Australia have? <laughs> and I was like, they're a democracy. And they're like, yeah, but like, different from our democracy, right? Like, they don't have as many freedoms. And I'm like... No, they have a similar democracy to ours. Like, yeah, they have a weird, like, nanny state thing, but it's not, like, that different. (laughs) Also, um, I explained to an adult person recently that Russia wasn't actually communist anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hasn't been communist Mm -hmm. in about 30 years. (laughs) People don't know these things, apparently. (laughs) And also... The prime minister of, I believe, Finland is a cat girl. Well, what what the fuck? I did not know that. Yeah. What's that? At least one of those one of those weird European countries. I don't know. What happened there? That, I don't know. She's she just uh, she got in trouble for partying oh. and breaking a COVID thing. Well, yeah, there was that. Um, that too. But was there? But I just I thought that was like funny. It was like oh, all these fucking. I mean, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, breaking your 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 COVID quarantine rules. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, like, all these other countries, like, oh, yeah, we have, like, all these fucking problems with, like, white nationalists and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, our prime minister is a cat girl. Well. It's just, like, very funny. All right. Worlds apart. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of get where you're coming from. <laughs> I was a little, I was trying, I was like, what, did the girl get caught, like, as a, in a picture or something? Like. No, no, she edited herself into, like, cat girls and posted them on, like, the Oh, okay. That's all you had to fucking say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry, yeah. I was like, where'd the cat girl thing come from? <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was, like, so funny. It's like, we have all these political scandals. It's like, yeah, no, like, America's basically not legally a democracy anymore. Yeah. And then Finland's like, yeah, you got a cat girl. You ever, uh, you ever hear someone talking about, like, some problem in another nation? And then they're like, man, it must suck to be those guys. And then you're like, the same thing happened here, like, yesterday. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's why I don't I don't feel that way anymore. I'm just like, no, it's, fuck. I mean, honestly, that's why, like, when politicians are going to lead up for, like, their presidency runs or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, we need to establish certain things across uh, the world with our other friendly or enemy nations, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't give a, f- like, what are you doing domestically? Mm-hmm. Just, just fucking, yeah. I don't even, I'm not even going to believe them 100% on that, but I want to hear more about that. Yeah, but they're going to talk about China. It's going to be about China. Oh, yeah, of this course. This country's China such a the fucking enemy. stupid warmongering country that we got to be afraid of China, a country we'll never go to war with because it would be the destruction of the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah, but they're foreign. They're foreign, and they 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 don't. You hear about how they're putting these people in camps. It's not like we do the exact same thing here. 
Yeah, they don't. What about really... those kids in cages? Yeah, it's like we never figured that out, did we? Yeah, we never did. We never did. We the people just gave up. I'm glad everyone's having a happy time listening to this fucking episode about the goddamn imitation game. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's a bad movie. Sorry. I didn't hate it, but it's a bad movie. Um, I'll never watch it again for the rest of my life. Yeah, I can say yeah. that comic. Whenever I die, either next year or thirty years from now. <laughs> I will. I will have never watched this again. Yeah. Um, um, it, it, great cast and a shout out to uh, uh, composer Alexandre Desplat, who is one of the greatest living composers. Who, for the life of him, cannot get another blockbuster composition made mm-hmm. because people are just unhappy with his work. I guess I don't know. It feels like he was kind of being slotted in to be the guy to take over for John Williams at a certain point. Yeah, he got booted from Rogue One. As much as I still like Rogue One, that score is not a high point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not terrible, but it's it's not up to par, in my opinion. Um, and he, he just... Alexander Desplat hasn't been able to do another big movie since Godzilla, the 2014 yeah, movie, which is a great, a great score, score. But, like, like, what the fuck, dude? What is the problem? Is he, like, too, like, too, like... You know, some of those artists are a little hard to work with. Like, is that the case? I don't know. Yeah, but, for, but um, in, a, in an age where Hollywood studios just don't really give a fuck about the composer, hard to work with could be like, hey, I need, like, an extra week to work on this. That's that's totally fucking true. Right. Yeah, I'm not trying to, like, downplay him at all. Just, uh, it's unfortunate. But, he did the score for Shape of Water. Yeah, a good score. Fucking, someone fucking hire him to do another Star Wars. Like, come on, yeah. dude. Who? He said he loves Star Wars. Who is the guy that they're getting to do another Star Wars? Uh, we we still don't know. Um, but yeah, but like there've been a few Star Wars movies. Uh, well, it's, it's John Williams did the did the sequel trilogy. Those are his last ones. He yeah. said. Um, which honestly, just he's gonna be a hundred by the time they make the next one at this point. So, oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. Um, uh, I don't know who John Newton Howard. I think did the solo score. The solo score is like fun. It's fine. It says here John uh, Powell like, did it. John Powell, okay. And he basically and it, and it also credits John Williams because he basically just did music that John Williams wrote. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's a fine score. It's a fine score. It's not a bad one. Uh, you know who I think you need to get? Oh wait, you know what? Really quick, uh, Ludwig Gornson is doing the TV shows, and his whatever the problems with those shows, his scores are like amazing. Good for him. Here's what I would say: <laughs> throw the audience a curveball, fucking. Bring John Carpenter out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a weird electro electro synth scores. Hey, you know what? The score for Starman could totally work in Star Wars. Maybe could. Yeah, did he do Starman? He did Starman. Okay. Yeah. Do 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 do. You know, Starman's just the one I haven't seen. Oh nope, he did not. You fucking idiot. What? Who the fuck did Starman? Uh, Jack someone. <laughs> oh, he he got the, he did the theme. He did the main okay. theme that everyone fucking knows and loves from the incredible Starman. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who did the Exorcist score. Right hand man right, to well. Phil Spector. Hmm. All right, whatever. Get get John Carpenter for Star Wars. I was gonna say Daft Punk, but they're gone now. Oh yeah, Daft Punk's done. What's oh, that about? How hard sucks. is it to keep two robot guys together? <laughs> <laughs> If C-3PO and R2 can do it. Yeah. Remember when Daft Punk is just in Tron Legacy? Yeah. That's an interesting choice. What a great film. 
That's a great movie. Not really, but no, it is. Um, Phil uh, Blackbuster's coming game. at you. No. <laughs> oh, you know we could do both Trons. We could. Uh, also, check out the the ten year anniversary special I did with my buddies from the Tramon podcast. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a great. We had a great time talking about one of our favorite movies. Not Matt though. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about what we're doing next? Oh, hey, the guy who did Tron Legacy is doing Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. There's a good I, reason I, not I, to see that movie. No, it'll be, it'll be fine. Top Gun's not even, like, a good movie. No, I know, but, like, that's why it's like, oh, yeah, if you're going to make a sequel to that, you could totally make a better movie than the first one. Yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Sorry. With, uh... <laughs> it's like, yeah, I agree. Well, someone like Aaron Kruger writing the screenplay, I'm sure it'll be great. Scream 3, baby! There are currently uh, five credited writers for a Top Gun sequel. Huh. How about that? Well, you know, Chris McQuarrie is a... Strange guy. (laughs) A good, good... Good writer, good director. Get a vibe from Macquarie. <laughs> oh, okay. Get, get a bit of a vibe. Uh, Alright, should we talk about what we're doing next? Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about the imitation game. Oh, uh, there's a scene in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy um, after he has stolen uh, the logbooks. And he meets with Smiley, and Smiley's like, "Look, they're gonna they're gonna know that you're up to something now. Like that we we know now that they have their eye on you. So if you have any baggage in your life, if you have anything that they could use against you, you have to get rid of it." And we learn in that moment that Benedict Cumberbatch's character in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is gay, is in a gay relationship, and he goes home and has to break up with them. And it's literally like two shots, and it's much more powerful than anything that happens in the imitation game. <laughs> To be fair, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, any individual sequence of that movie is going to be better directed than most. No, no, I I agree. I'm not going to, but I am saying that if your full movie should be as good as one sequence in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty low bar. And say it's if I remember correctly, it's literally like two shots. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's it. And I get it, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. One of the most economically told stories of all uh, movies of all time. Like, every frame in that movie is saying, like, ten things at once. Yeah. Well, that was The Imitation Game. Let me, you know what? Let me check the ratings on Letterboxd now. Yeah, lots of three stars. No stars. <laughs> One and a half stars. Yeah, that's about right. Abby gave it uh, three and a half. Oh. And she hates everything. <laughs> oh, Abby. But was that was that recent that's a, viewing? Let me check. We, it's a five-year-ago yeah. rating, so. Okay, so it probably doesn't count. Because, like, so many people's, like, tastes have changed. You know? I changed, like, like my every taste six months, changed. so. <laughs> like, this probably would have been, like, a three-star Thing you know, I saw in the day. it in theaters. I remember going like that was all right, 
haven't thought about it a fucking moment since. Until I brought it up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the only reason I brought it up as the first choice was because it's, like, the perfect generic movie that wasn't gonna be, like, morbidly offensive. Yeah. Yeah, this is that's yeah, it. this movie's not offensive at all. I that's mean, a that's a point Diego is making right now. No. <laughs> I mean, look, it was I want to make it clear book. Diego is making that very strong point <laughs> that he believes deeply. <laughs> no, no way! Didn't let me finish my joke. That I, was, I was like, it's either this or Green Book, and then you had to remind me that Green Book won Best Picture. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> um. Hey, we talk about how Charles Dance was also in uh, Mank. <laughs> oh yeah, Mank. Man- oh, we should have fucking started with Mank. I'm so upset at myself right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about Mank. <laughs> Why? What's the matter with uh, David Fincher? Hey, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Mank. 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 Bill Mank. Nye Mank. is in Mank as Upton Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye, the fucking science guy. Not the other Bill Nye from England. <laughs> the American Bill Nye. No, God, there's two... We gotta get them in the same movie together. Yeah, that that's that's something people have just been clamoring for. That's what I'm clamoring for. But I want to say that Charles Dance is, like, the best part of Mank. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's fucking great. That scene at the end... There's a lot of great stuff in Mank. Where Gary Oldman is just allowed to fucking go fucking crazy all over creation with his performance. And get yeah. it, he's... They're dressed like circus people, and he's behaving like a dancing monkey. Did you get that in that scene? Have you heard the parable of the the organ grinder's monkey? <laughs> but Charles Dance just, like, coldly staring at him is, like, my favorite part of that fucking movie. Oh, like, no, it's great. Uh, a... Him, Lily Collins, and Amanda Seyfried are fantastic. In yeah. That. Also, Gary... Like, genuinely fantastic. Gary Oldman, another movie we could have done that is very similar, but definitely a better-looking movie is a fucking Darkest Hour uh, the uh, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill movie. We could have double featured. We, we could have talk about one of the funniest fucking performances that anyone took seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's he's very funny. He is just hamming it up and like is acting like he's like this. No one's gonna see this fucking movie. And then not only did people see it, it got nominated for a bunch of awards, including best actor, which he um. won. <laughs> My my dark seated truth is that I like Joe Wright, and I love his collaborations with that cinematographer Bruno Del Bonel, who was nominated for Darkest mm-hmm. Hour. Darkest Hour is not like good, but I really like the look of it. No, you know what? I and I, I uh, wish it was to better material. Uh, I like Joe Wright as well more than I would like to admit. That being said, he's made movies that I fucking hate. But he, he, He's made some bad films, unfortunately. That's why I'm really looking forward to... Uh, what's, what's the one he just oh, did? Cyrano. Cyrano? Yeah, Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, uh, I, I really hope that's a comeback Yeah, which I want to see just because, like, fucking someone give Peter Dinklage a good fucking movie, for God's sakes. Like, I know, I know. I like, mean, it's like, he's a good actor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But like Joe Wright, he did like Pride and Prejudice and Anna Karenina. Like those were good. Like yeah, I'm I'm the one defender of Woman in the Window. Although oh, he he kind of got that boy. one reshot a little bit too. You know what? I I I tried reading the book Woman in the Window and hated it, so I didn't even bother. Okay. I mean, to it's see. it's it's like Gone Girl. It's just trash. Mm-hmm. And Joe Wright doesn't David Fincher it. He's trying to make it his Gone Girl. Yeah, he's trying to have tons of fun with like Rear Window shit. 
It's weird that, like, Gone Girl type lit, like, got popular, like, really quickly for, like, a brief yeah. minute. Like, Yeah, because, I mean, like, Gone Girl's, like, a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Yeah. The people behind me clearly did not know what fucking movie they paid for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And we're very upset <laughs> at some of the horrific violence in that movie. See, I could have done Woman in the Window for failed Oscar contenders. Oh, yeah, that wasn't nominated for anything, was no. it? No. No, but it also got shuffled off to Netflix. You no, know we could just do, we could literally uh, just do an episode called Amy Adams. Oh. And we just talk about all her movies that, like, did not get nominated or like oh no yeah. the fucking that would hurt because she's so fucking good yeah and like has done what anything really that good in a while unfortunately what the fuck is wrong with people that's what i want to know remember hillbilly elegy see this is the fucking problem with this country <laughs> i don't have anything see, i just felt like saying that the reason trump won is because there's just huge chunks of this country <laughs> that we're just leaving behind diego and they're just really frustrated. Like, you know, it, it didn't come from anywhere deeper than that. Like, we can all understand that feeling. You know, so maybe we got to reach out and talk to people a little more. Maybe through talking, you will understand uh, MAGA heads. I believe that was part of the uh, acceptance speech for uh, Green Book. The director came out on stage and said, you know, because we really all need to listen and talk to each other. Yeah. That's what this country needs. Because, you know, no, because the, the fucking Trump supporters, they were just, they had no platform. Like, no one even knew they existed until Trump won. And, like, yeah, they might have been misguided, but, like, when are we ever going to hear opinions from white people <laughs> who are just racist? Yeah, Fox News, number one with racists, but probably not too racist themselves, <laughs> which is not true. They, they are very racist. Oh, yeah. All right, that was Imitation Game. Sorry, that was such a downer. That was pretty much a, yeah, it was, uh, we had to talk about a movie that sucks, so I ended up just going to where my brain goes, which is not great Yeah, places. yeah, Turtle, Turtles all the way down and shit. Sorry, everyone. Uh, the next one will be more fun if we continue on this trajectory, because it'll be a bad movie. That uh, is fun to talk about. Can I say it, or do you want me to hold on to it? Well, I might as well preview the next one. Um, cause you... Yeah, I joked about Book of Henry. Uh, we're going to do Book of Henry Yeah, next. we're doing Book of Henry next, because when the fuck else are we going to talk about it? And the excuse, we should say we're being very flimsy with the failed awards contender thing. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the excuse is that Book of Henry is an original song in it for some inexplicable reason by Stevie Nicks, which is 100% there hoping to get a Best Original Song nomination. When Book of Henry was going to sweep the Oscars in the year of its release, which some fucking yeah. foolhardy person believed. And with the failed blockbusters, you know, those may be failed the box office or critically, but they tended not to be failures in our hearts. These sometimes will be failures in our hearts. Some of these are going to be big failures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then some of them will be the opposite of failures and some of the best movies we'll ever talk about but we'll get there when we get there matt where can the people find you until we're back i'm at emperor otn1 at twitter.com and hey uh i did not realize book of henry was produced by jeanette khan who used to work at dc comics wow So it's basically, you're right, it was a Lex Luthor origin yes. story. <laughs> Spoilers on my opinions on Book of Henry. 
in case you were thinking I was going to come up with some hot takes about how Book of Henry is secretly genius. I'm going to have to do some reading on Jordan Peterson, unfortunately, for the next episode. Yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> we liked it. That's that's the only thing. Jordan part. Peterson, all you need to know about Jordan Peterson is that he's a guy who sucks. He sucks and he liked the Book of and Henry. And he sucks in all suck the predictable more. ways you think a guy would suck, including yeah. liking the Book of Henry. And you could follow me, where I won't be tweeting about Jordan Peterson ever, I promise. Uh, the Diego Crespo, check out the Waffle Is this on the Twitter, first YouTube, episode SoundCloud. we've ever done that was under an hour? Maybe. No, you know what? One of the Hannibal episodes, I had to edit down to under an hour. Oh, really? What was, why, why was that? Because <laughs> of you. <laughs> what did I talk about? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um... This one, it's not even 50 minutes right now, and I'm assuming after maybe a little, a couple little edits, it will not crack 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, probably not. We could draw it out. Uh, so that, who was the woman in the window? <laughs> Julianne Moore. Wait, what? Yeah, Julianne Moore is in Woman in the Window. <laughs> Fine. We yeah, could also do I, an entire segment on the show called Naomi Watts. Um, <laughs> because, uh, goddamn, someone give her a fucking good movie. I know, what the fuck? It's David Lynch and, like, no one yeah. else. What is the fucking problem? It's like David Lynch and then she was in King Kong and she's great in it. <laughs> and then it's like, that's it. I don't know, go watch Woman in the Window, everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, why not? Find why not? The Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Jacob iTunes, and Patreon. Tremblay. Where you can get early access Dean to Norris. episodes like this one. Lee this Pace. will be out a week early. We're taking a week off so I can upload this early for the Patreons. You're Silverman. welcome. Patreon. Bobby Moynihan. Are you just repeating the, the Wikipedia? <laughs> yes. Okay. There you go, 50 minutes. Maddie Ziegler. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Wait, how do I stop this? Better bloody work. Helen, you do not have to do this alone. What are you doing? What's going on? The Navy thinks that one of us is a Soviet spy. You've got more secrets than the best of them. What if I don't fancy her in that way? Can't tell anyone, Helen. It's illegal. I'm just a mathematician. Sometimes it is the people who no one imagines anything of who do the thing.